Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers in instructional design and online learning development. I'm your host, Crystal Harper. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design, all while working full-time as a single mom. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer without the burden of earning another degree? Well, then let's get started. Design a stunning and unforgettable e-learning course. I'm giving you all the details on getting started and designing an e-learning course from scratch. At the end of this challenge, you will have a solid foundation built for an e-learning course and a successful career in instructional design. And then after completion of the challenge, I will provide you with directions on how you can continue enhancing your skills if you're interested in learning more. But either way, you will leave here in the right direction to designing an e-learning course from scratch and becoming a master instructional designer after participating in the challenge. Now on day one, you learned the first two steps, helping you understand your learners and assign course goals and learning objectives. In the first step, helping you understand your learners, you learned about what is called a learner analysis. This important first step is going to help you with all the following steps in the instructional design process. Learner analyses are used by team members during the design phase of the instructional design process, which begins with determining course goals and objectives. In the e-learning and instructional design for beginners community, you will learn everything you need to know about conducting an analysis on your learners. In the community, I teach you a variety of techniques for acquiring your data, as well as how to utilize all the data gathered from your analysis. At the end of this challenge, I will tell you more about how you can join the community. I then discussed step two, assign course goals and learning objectives. In the community, you will learn everything you need to know about conducting a goal analysis. I'll teach you three ways to analyze your written goal statement, how to classify your goal statement using Gagne's five domains of learning, the ABCDs of writing learning objectives, and how to identify, cluster, and sequence your learning objectives but I'll talk more about that later. Now in today's training, I'm going to teach you steps three and four, which are resources, select and prepare your resources, tools, and strategies, and then participation, determine assignments, assessments, and feedback. First, in step three, resources, you will lay out each of your newly defined objectives and determine the resources you will use for your learners to master these objectives. This includes the technology, media, materials, and strategies that you'll be using in the module. And then in step four, after you've collected and created all the resources for your module or course, you will then determine how you plan to assess your learners. But first, let's learn about step four, resources. Select and prepare resources, tools, and strategies. It's imperative that you select a variety of engaging technology tools that are relevant to the learning objectives. Videos, podcasting, Web 2.0 tools, gamification, simulations, virtual reality, interactive presentations, screencasting, and infographics are all common technology tools that you need to be familiar with. It is also important to include relevant images whenever possible. The images need to have a purpose and represent the specific subject that is being taught. The course should include clickable information graphics, simulations, or animations to provide visual comprehension of difficult concepts. Learning these tools will take time and practice to master. 
I guarantee that you will succeed faster if you focus on selecting your course resources first and then creating the assignments and assessments using the selected resources, which is the next step in the Harper method. Participation, determining assignments, assessments, and feedback. This important next step is going to help you with all the remaining steps in the ID process. This step is where you develop your plan for implementing your media materials. For each type of media or materials, you need to describe how the media is going to be implemented into the module or course to help the learners meet the learning objectives. At the end of this training, I will provide you with a guide that will help you with selecting and preparing your e-learning course media and materials. In the e-learning and instructional design for beginners community, you will learn everything you need to know about selecting resources for an e-learning course. In the community, you will learn how to select an online learning platform or LMS. In addition, a new in-depth course on Storyline is just getting released. You'll also learn how to create an instructional video, how to gamify your e-learning course, how to create interactive presentations, how to incorporate infographics online, how to apply storytelling, scenario-based learning, and examples and case studies in e-learning. And there's also training about screencasting, virtual reality, and more. At the end of this challenge, I will tell you more about how you can join the community. So after you've selected all the resources, media, and materials for your online course, it's then time to decide on how the learners will be participating with and assessed in learning the materials in the e-learning course, which is the next step in the Harper Method, participation. Determine assignments, assessments, and feedback. We're now starting to tie everything together, and it's time to create all the materials that your learners will be using to show what they have learned. At this time, you will create all the assignments, assessments, and feedback checks from your learners. However, successfully creating assignments and assessments in the online learning environment is not always as easy as it may seem. One of the biggest instructional design challenges is to design and develop assessments that are properly aligned with the learning objectives, and at the same time, truly determining whether the learner has actually mastered the skills and not simply searched the web or copy and pasted the answers. The assessments and activities need to provide the learners opportunities to solve real world problems with relevant experience. Therefore, assessment should involve relevant, fun, and engaging content. And in order to create effective assessments that ensures the learner has mastered the learning objectives, you must assess them authentically. Authentic assessment presents a hands-on, real-world task to learners and uses clearly defined criteria often presented in a rubric to evaluate how well the learners have mastered the learning objectives. Authentic assessment requires learners to apply their knowledge and skills from several areas to demonstrate mastery of the learning objectives. You also need to assess the learners using strategies that encourages collaboration online. The importance in using appropriate instructional strategies when assessing learners' online teamwork and collaboration proficiencies is crucial, and that understanding has been supported through numerous scholarly research articles. However, deciding on suitable instructional strategies does not always come easy when it comes to evaluating individual efforts and teamwork. In addition to providing continuous feedback, it's also important to use both self and group assessment techniques, 
These strategies can be tremendously valuable for both learners and instructors in all forms of online collaborative learning. So in the fourth step of the Harper Method, you will determine the variety of ways that the learners will participate in the online course. Let's take a peek at the training. After you've collected and created all of the resources for your module, you will now determine how you plan to assess your students, both formatively and summatively. These assessments must be aligned with the assigned objectives that were determined earlier in this module. Collaboration and group work. Online students need to be given many opportunities to collaborate with their peers. Research suggests that social interaction with other students helps validate his or her understanding of course content by gauging the comprehension of other learners. Having a sense of connectedness with other students has been proven to increase effective learning outcomes, especially in the online classroom. Students should be given numerous forms of interactivity through online discussions, working with partners, and in groups. Now I will discuss some assessment strategies that you should keep in mind. Clear instructions. Information can be easily misinterpreted when delivered online. Students also need to have a place to ask questions when they don't understand something. Relating your assessment to current trends and theories such as mastery learning, experiential learning, or the connectivist theory is crucial. When designing your online course, it's imperative that students feel a real connection with what they are learning. The assessments and activities need to provide opportunities to solve real-world problems with relevant experience. Assessment should involve relevant, fun, and engaging content. Students need to feel a high level of support from the instructor, especially at the beginning of the course. Assignments should be organized from simple to complex, with the more complex and high-stakes assessments slightly diminishing the instructor's sense of presence, or scaffolding. Knowledge checks or low-stakes quizzes. Because of the physical separations, it's important for you to identify whether your students are keeping up with the content throughout the modules. Including low-stakes quizzes after the completion of each module is a great way to accomplish this. One of the biggest problems is their students feeling isolated, which leads to loss of motivation. In addition, you need to provide timely and detailed feedback when grading assignments in an online course. Your students will feel more connected to you if they frequently receive positive and constructive feedback. Now remember, when designing e-learning courses, it's imperative that learners feel a real connection with what they're learning. The assessments and activities need to provide the learners with opportunities to solve real-world problems and relevant experience. Therefore, assessments should involve relevant, fun, and engaging content. This is not just theory, it's backed up by statistics of which instructional designers succeed and which ones fail. When you design authentic assessments that are directly aligned with the learning objectives, success happens. So again, why are you having trouble with creating assignments online? Because you're focusing on all the wrong things. Authentic assessment must be the focus. You must think real-world connection first, objective-based learning second. So you can choose. Are you going to do this the unsuccessful and boring way or the effective and engaging way? So if you have any questions at all about what was discussed in today's training, be sure to leave me a comment or email me at crystal at eteachonline.com. In the e-learning and instructional design for beginners community, you will learn everything you need to know about selecting materials and creating assessments for learners. 
In the community, you will learn 10 strategies for communicating with learners online, how to effectively write instructions online, five strategies for assessing learners in groups, strategies and tools to increase online presence, how to design formative assessments in e-learning, and how to design summative assessments in e-learning. And at the end of this challenge, I will tell you exactly how you can join the community. So go ahead and fill in the blanks to continue designing your future e-learning course. Try your best to be as accurate and as specific as possible. Now remember, you will succeed faster if you follow a plan when designing an online course. You're going to need a process that allows you to meet that demand by creating numerous modules for your online course. By following the straightforward process outlined in this challenge, you can have a smooth production process that's consistent and doesn't compromise on quality. As time goes on, this process will become second nature and you'll only get faster. But most importantly, you'll realize that all your hard work was well worth it when you see that you've fostered a group of engaged learners. Okay, so now let's review what you've learned in day two. First, in step three, you learned how to lay out each of your newly defined objectives and determine the resources you will use for your learners to master these objectives. This includes the technology, media, materials, and strategies that you'll be using for the course. This important next step is going to help you with all the remaining steps in the instructional design process. This is the step where you develop your plan for implementing your media and materials. For each type of media or materials, you need to describe how the media is going to be implemented into the module or course to help the learners meet that learning objective. And then in step four, after you've collected and designed all the resources for your module or course, you then learned how to appropriately assess learners online. So now at this time in the Harper Method, you create the assignments, assessments, and feedback checks from the learners. Remember, the assessments and activities need to be authentic, providing the learners opportunities to solve real-world problems with relevant experience. The assessments need to involve relevant, fun, and engaging content. Now, in day three of the challenge, you're going to learn the last two steps of the Harper Method. These last two steps in the process are the two missing factors that ensure quality and continuous improvement of your e-learning course, so you don't want to miss out. All right, that wraps up this week's podcast episode. And if you want some more help and more guidance, then make sure that you sign up for my free e-learning and instructional design for beginners toolkit. Tools and processes that'll actually help you start grow and advance your instructional design and e-learning course development career. This toolkit will provide you with everything that you need to get started for a successful career in instructional design. Just go to www.eteachonline.com toolkit. So if you liked this podcast, then you should definitely sign up for the toolkit. Just head to my website at www.eteachonline.com toolkit. I've also got a ton of other free resources that can help you succeed in instructional design. Visit my website at www.eteachonline.com. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today.